that night, welcome to the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show podcast episode 100. Woohoo! Insert Woo. crowd noise. We need to put some crowd noise in. That's a fireworks. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, I th- fireworks. I, th- I thought it was you and your seven-year-old friends making army noises. Um, my, me and my seven-year-old friends. No. Yeah. Pew, pew, no, pew, no. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. No, no, no that's not it. Uh, oh. No, no, that was the fireworks. There was real fireworks outside. You missed it because you're at your place. But it was like a laser show. And a plane flew past and wrote in the now. sky 100 episodes. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Um, yes, so uh, welcome to the 100th episode, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. Uh, so, Alex. G'day. How are you on this uh, 100th episode? Yeah, good. I've just been out to do some errands, and I got a coffee from Sebastian with the tattoos on his face. Ah, did, you have, did he have a nice day? Uh, he wished me a nice day. Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, due to the tattoos on his forehead. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> That's what I was referring to, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I assume he was having a nice day too because he seemed cool. happy. Uh, cool. Yeah, I got some stuff from the hardware and did some jobs. And now we're talking about gear. So that's that's a good day already. It? And it's only 11 o'clock. Is it? Is yeah. It? Well, for me, 11 o'clock, I'm sort of, you know, almost halfway through the day already. So, you know, I get up way earlier than you. So, you know. Yeah, and you need a medal for that, eh? Not a medal. It's called a normal human being. (laughs) Nope. Um, Yeah. Um, So uh, what's new with you musically? Any new uh, interesting things? Because, I mean, we had to, unfortunately, two weeks ago, we kind of skipped. This is episode 100, and we had to skip the week when we were meant to have episode 100 or the fortnight Mm. when we were meant to have episode 100. So, um, yeah. Uh, in that month now, since the last podcast, uh, any new gear? Wow. A couple of things, yeah. I bought a pedal, a delay-ish pedal. And, oh, it's not in the box. But it's a... Um, well, uh, no I'll, one I'll can see it, so it doesn't matter. It. Ready? It Ready? doesn't this matter. Is... No one can see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the box sounds like. So it's cardboard. Wow. This, this box is cardboard. Wow. And it comes with paper and a pick and a sticker. Wow. Ooh, well, there's a pick. I should keep the pick out. I don't know if I mentioned uh, this, but wow. 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 <laughs> uh, it's the Old Blood Noise Endeavours Dweller. And we just ah. did a video on it uh, a couple of days ago. Whatever day. yes. Oh, yeah, two days ago now. Yes. And um, so if you don't know, the Dweller is kind of, they call it a phase repeater, which is a thing, apparently. And, yes. um, yeah, it kind of goes between a phaser-ish, almost flanger-ish type sounds and then echo, delay, stuff. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so I, th- I really, really like it. I think it's quirky but also not mad enough that you could actually use it every day almost. Okay. That makes, makes sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. What, yeah. What did you think of it? Because we did a video on Tuesday. It was interesting. It was it because yeah, that was literally my first time playing it. So uh, in the video, so um, yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting. It's it's definitely its own thing. Mm. It's 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 different. It's it's weird, um, but it's good. I mean, it's it's good that there you can still make pedals that are basically like a delay phaser kind of thing, but it yeah. still sounds new and fresh 
and um, and good and old bloodingly good. <laughs> oh, bloody! Uh, I just realised. I'm well, not I, sure how old this one is, but the serial number is number eighty-five. Ah, so it's kind of early on with the run. Well, I don't know how long ago they. When did the Dweller come out? I don't know. Like, is that like a fairly new thing sure. of theirs, or? Because um, hang on, I should check. Because I yeah I bought. Oh, I don't even know where. Mine doesn't have a serial number. Because um, I bought the Black Fountain, which was their first release. I bought that very early on. And yeah, yeah. Um, like they literally, I think I was one of, I must have been amongst the first people to order them when they first released it. Because I, I remember, I think, and I mean, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I used to watch, and uh, I think you got me onto that. Is that Coffee and Riffs thing? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And I mean, that's Brady, the guy who started All Blood Noise Endeavors. And I think I was watching the show, Coffee and Riffs, and then he was talking about, or maybe he showed the Black Fountain in it and said he's starting a pedal company. Because I think he used to work for Walrus Audio before that, maybe. Oh, really? Okay. Possibly. Anyway, um, but I remember when it first came out, I bought it. And then I think the second release was possibly the Procession Reverb, Mm. which I bought very early on as well. Actually, that's probably here somewhere as well. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that is, but whether that has a serial number on it, how early it is. But yeah, so I've got that. And then I bought, (laughs) I think the third release was a Reflector, which was that... um, 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 chorus vibrato kind of thing, um, chorus vibrato yep. filter kind of thing, and I bought that too. Uh, as soon as it was released, basically, I bought it. Um, and I think then the horns came out, and for some reason, maybe I just was a bit low on cash or something. I didn't buy that, but I would l- really like to try it. So um, yeah, yeah, and all their stuff looks cool, interesting, and unique. It does, eh? Hey? It's um, I don't know where the actual pedal one to. It's in here. Some oh, there it is. So, the dweller has is kind of. I only just realized like during the video, but the if you put it back, the image on the pedal is like a guy reaching out through the into the image, like the face on it and stuff. Yeah, so it's really cool. It's kind of, yeah, definitely in that soundscapey, yeah, wacky kind of thing, but um, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I like it, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I I liked it too. I thought it was a, a um, it was a unique pedal, definitely a unique pedal. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anything else other than the dweller? I bought another microphone for my studio, which rocked up this morning, actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a bit lame, but yeah. What what kind of microphone? <laughs> a Sennheiser four twenty one. Oh wow! Don't you have one of them already? Yeah. Oh, you have but, two now. I do have two now. It's um, oh. they're great for. Um, drums, so it's oh. nice to have two for toms, tom toms, oh. and also horns and percussion and anything you want good dynamic mic sounds for, oh. and guitar amps and stuff things. Oh. It's always oh. handy having two at least oh. in the studio. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. What else is going on? Uh, uh, well, oh, um, I rebuilt my studio. That's what I've been doing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can probably see if you're kind of looking in the in the, the latest videos. Um, yeah. Uh, if you look at the door 
you know, if you look out the door behind us on, on the left of the screen, you, 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 <coughs> you'll see that the color has changed as well. Yep. The, the paint of, of the room. But you did the whole floor, didn't you? We talked about it last time, the, the, the void, the infinite void you had there. Yeah, the void is gone now. It's uh-huh. uh, it's chock full of insulation. But yeah, I had this stupid water leak last year, and I finally got some time to um to get into it. And it was a few weeks of working and stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm not I'm not a builder, but I kind of do handyman stuff. So it's kind of found my way and worked out how to make framework better and stronger. Ah. And um, now it's all less voidy and less. Like rotten, because it. Oh, <laughs> did I show you the photo of the corner once I pulled the floorboards up? I think so. With all the black mold and stuff. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was sad. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, very sad. Fixed now. It's good. So that's what I've been doing. And well, that's very good. Anything else? Anything else? Um, not really. Oh, we've got the um. Which we'll probably come to, but they've got the uh, Guitar Rig Six to download that I haven't downloaded yet because I actually did some gigs. Oh, you lame! So lame, so lame. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll get we we'll get to all that because I mean I did a video on that, which is actually doing really well. Lots of people are watching it, so. Um, mm. um, oh, speaking of really, doing really well, we've had heaps of comments on the new video from um, Doomsday Effects, which is a video we just put out this morning. Yes, heavy metal. Yes. So this morning being Thursday, um, uh, the 8th of October, this is when we're recording it. Uh, Yeah, so this morning in Australia, so it's pretty much everywhere else in the world, it was Wednesday when it came out, but Thursday, (laughs) yeah, this morning, yeah. 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 You'll work out the time zones. Yes. um, Yeah, this is a kind of um, his take on the HM2, and it's got a cranky person on the front, and it's all very black and orange. No, primary school teacher? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Grade three. (laughs) Grade three, Yeah. (laughs) And, um, Tell me more about your grade three teacher, Alex. Oh, kind of looks like a person on the front of a heavy metal pedal, actually. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Oh. And uh, yeah, so Matt is a mate of ours. He's, does he st- still work in the music shop here? I don't know if he does. I don't know if he still works there or not. Um, he used to work in a local music shop. Yeah. And um, But he's, yeah, got a metal band and also started this um, pedal company called Doomsday Effects. Haven't yeah. checked them out. Jump on Insta Google and FaceSpace and all those things. Yeah. And um, yeah, they look great. He's doing it properly, proper screen printing. Um, yeah, they look great. The artwork's great and they sound great. Um, mm. I was well impressed with both of them. So we may as well talk about it now because we were talking about it. So um, we we've got the heavy metal and the cosmic critter fuzz. So you being the heavy metal kind of guy, actually, did you see there's even a bunch of guys that are sort of more metal guys that uh, like. Um, I always I love the I love the name Little Asshole. Um, what is it, Little Asshole? Is it number seven or something? <laughs> seventy five or something like that. That's it. Yeah. Uh, um, seventy five. Little Asshole seventy five. If you're listening, hello. Uh, who I think originally came, uh, he got onto our channel because I did that video on Glenn Fricker's channel when I did Forty Two yeah. Gear Street last year, and he said Glenn sent me here, <laughs> and he's been commenting ever since. So he's been awesome, and uh, he yeah, it's funny because he usually. He usually comments on the videos saying, I can't believe Alex turned the game down. <laughs> like I always say, you know. <laughs> and he goes, um, but um, Alex, your opening riffs were effing face melting. Good on you, mate. <laughs> so there you go. Cheers, buddy. There you go. Good on you, champ. 
<laughs> I actually, <laughs> I actually really liked it. And as we said in said said in the video, it's a bit of a like misnamer with um, the heavy metal thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just a straight rock distortion, as far as I'm concerned. It's like not really. It's not modern heavy metal, but it's that kind of classic rock, classic metal. But eighties. See, thing. that's one of the thing. That's one of the things with me. I've I always liked. Um, that sort of metal distortion sound, but I've never mm. been a metal guy. Um, but I've always, that's the kind of stuff I always gravitated to. I mean, I, I used, you know, metal zones in the past. I, I love the HM2. Um, I actually even like the um, HM3, the hyper metal, even more. Um, there's, I always gravitated towards those drives. And, you know, I really like that, that Friedman um, pedal that we had. Uh, the, what is it? The, the BE100 kind of. The BEOD, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and I always like the, the kind of metal distortions, but I'm not a metal guy, but I like it mm. for my playing. Yeah, I used to have, what was that silly plastic thing I had? Um, was it the Dan Fab Electro metal. thing? Fab metal. Yes, thanks. And I had that on my board for ages. It was 40 bucks from somewhere brand new back in the day. Yeah, well, the Fab stuff, that was super cheap, yeah. Yeah. And you had to be careful not to step on it too hard because it would just melt. But um, well, that yeah, was the you know, well that was the 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 even cheaper version of the cheap Dan Electro stuff. Mm. Yep. So that was yeah, I had that on board for ages and just playing covers of rock stuff and pop tunes and whatever. So um, yeah, it was kind of the same thing with that sound, just for that singing lead solo tones. Yeah, yeah forty bucks. I just, yeah, I always liked I always liked um, that metal mm. sound and like all the. D like the Metal X and the Death. I actually quite like the Death Metal pedal. I, 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 oh, yeah. um, I always like playing it. <laughs> and the best part about the, the DoD Death Metal pedal is it has no gain control. It's what you want. Well, you For don't me. need to turn gain down. You just need to set it at its at at its highest level, and that's it. <laughs> is that right? That's where you leave it, and that's it. So you know you don't need a gain control. If I ever get a sick, if anyone ever is silly enough to make a signature distortion pedal for me, it will not have a gain control on it. <laughs> um, just or just, full. Or have a gain pot protect the knob off? No. See, what I was thinking, <laughs> what would be kind of fun, having a, a two-channel distortion pedal, no gain control, yeah. and you just have two knobs on it, one's for a, like a lower gain, one's for a higher gain, and it's just preset and that's it. You have no choice. You can And then have like an EQ, but... Um, mm. um, you, 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 there is no need to play with gain. You just turn it up all the way and leave it there. Wow. That's the way it goes. <laughs> is it? Yes, yes. Is it really? Um, yes, it really is. Um, so <laughs> that was the heavy metal. Now, or heavy metal. Um, now, Cosmic Critter Fuzz, Alex, thoughts. That video should be out next week sometime, by the way. Yeah. Uh so that's another, yeah the other doomsday pedal which is yeah. I thought weirdly had way more gain than the the heavy metal pedal yeah like twice as much gain and it looks cuter and it's white rather than black and orange yeah it's an interesting thing because um, visually you expect the other way around but um, yeah it's a cool fuzz um, definitely high gain it's not this vintage thingy. Yeah, yeah. Well, with that, the thing I found more than anything else, the tone control was insane on that. Mm. It has yeah. this massive 
um, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. It goes from like a really scooped to a really mid-driven to a really pretty much only top end. <laughs> it's this weird kind of. It's it's yeah. massive, a massive EQ scope. Yeah, it's pretty cool, especially when you pull it all the way back. You end up with um, just kind of this mid-range thing, which almost gets this kind of like vintagey broken amp thing, but high gain. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, um, but anyway, watch yeah, the video because so it's hard to explain. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So that'll be out next week sometime, um, The Cosmic Critter by Doomsday Effects. Um, what else did we do? We did... Um, Oh, we did the boss feedback. I was actually just working on the um, editing the video on that before we started this. The uh, what is it? DF two, I think, is it the um, boss distortion and feedback? Oh, boss super feedbacker and distortion, uh, which is kind of like yeah. a um, infinite sustainer kind of thingy dingy. So, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's cool. It actually worked really well. Um... And the distortion sounded great. Yeah, like it does does a gimmicky kind of feedback thing, but which works fine. But the t distortion itself actually sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I'm cool. not sure what boss pedal it's based on, and maybe it's its own thing. But I mean, it, it has that orange vibe to it, which to me kind of looks more like a DS one, DS two mm -hmm. kind of thing. But I think it's more maybe super overdrivey in sound, but. Not a hundred percent sure, um, but yeah, I mean, for something to come out in the mid '80s um, that has like an infinite sustain thingy on it, and you can even add like that sort of harmonic thing to it, it it's I thought it was quite ahead of its time. Yeah, um, it would be interesting to put it up against a DS one actually. Um, do you ha do you have a DS one? Yep. Yeah, maybe we should do some stuff with that because that's. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things that's just been this memory of, you know, high school bands and sounding dodgy, but maybe, maybe we were just crap players back then. So it'd be interesting to do like proper revisitation, if that's a word. Sure. Revisify. Sure. Revisify it. And um, yeah, see if it's still crap or if it. Yeah, we yeah, just got bad uh, definitely. We should, we should, mm. we should. Well, I've got, I've got a DS one and a DS two, uh, all, both old ones. So we should definitely Sweet. look at them. Awesome. Um, what else did we do? Uh, did we do anything else? No, that was it. <laughs> oh no, there was, was one it? more. Okay. There was five. Oh, the fuzz. It? That's right. The three six nine nine fuzz, which we have to do that's the video right. again because the the um, uh camera on the pedal was out of focus pretty much the whole time through oh what'd you do that for i don't know that's yeah it's it's annoying how <laughs> that sometimes happens it's um but yeah so a 3699 fuzz um what were your thoughts on that i mean there'll be a video on that coming sooner or later but um what were your <laughs> thoughts on that yeah it's pretty cool kind of does that fox tone machine thing um if you're going to get one i'd get the warm audio one because it looks so much cooler yeah. The only thing, what I really like about that, hmm. about the Dan Electro one though, is the second foot switch and that mid forward thing, the mid boost. Yeah. The mids did sound cool on that one. Yeah. 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 And it's, it, 
to me, the the warm audio one is the one that goes on the uh, stays in the studio, so you don't get it dirty. Yeah. And the other one, um, uh, the the down electro one, would be the one that you use on a board if you'd wanted. Uh, we'll do a shootout of the two as well. Actually, I don't think we've talked on the podcast because it's been a month. I don't think we've talked about the warm audio, um, Fox Fox Tone, whatever it's called, the Fox Tone Box. Foxy tone box, that's what it's called. Cool. Did you like it? Uh, I, I loved it. Well, I actually <laughs> ended up buying it. Um, I, got, I mean, they gave me a, a fantastic price, but uh, I ended up buying it off the off Studio Connections, which is the Australian distributor, um, uh, because I said to him, yeah, you're not you're not getting it back. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I actually paid for it. So I, I, I they gave me a, a, a super duper prize. But um See, I mean, a lot of people probably don't kind of realize this sort of stuff, but uh, with us anyway, we work a lot with um, Australian distributors uh, who send us um, a lot of gear uh, for us. Basically, it's for us to get content, right? So they get advertising, we get content, um, and but we don't get paid for it. We get the, the pedal sent to us and we send it back. Mm. Uh, we get access to things that are uh, maybe a little bit harder to get access to, like that warm audio fuzz apparently is selling out like crazy. Uh, and I think we're getting the phaser soon as well, the other, the jet phaser thing that they're doing. They're going to send us mm. one of them as well. That looks cool. Yeah. Um, but apparently, because they're not that expensive, they are, um, they sell really, really quickly. And I think they were the first shipment was basically sold out, um, but they gave us one for the video and I said, you're not getting it back. So I ended up um, buying it. Um, but yeah, really cool and looks really cool. And um, um, yeah, and, and uh, I did another video with it as well, um, using batteries and not batteries. And now I've had people on, a, uh, if you check that video on our channel, uh, I did a video because someone commented on, um, on um, oh, what was his name? I forgot his name, but someone commented on, on the, uh, warm audio pedal video saying um, that he, when he uses any germanium fuzzes, he will always use batteries because batteries sound way better than power supplies. So I did a video comparing three germanium fuzzes, and I now actually found out thanks to Tom Cram, who uh, the guy used to be uh, Digitech DoD head of Digitech and DoD, who I've sort of befriended online, and um, he commented on the video saying, you know, the um, the Fox tone machine is actually uh has both it has uh germanium and silicon in it so it's not a pure germanium fuzz like the fuzz factory and the mm. bbb11 which is like a tone bender thing by love pedal that i used in that video but anyway so I did the video with the battery batteries and um a power supply and then a power supply turned down to four volts and an empty battery so full battery empty battery normal nine volt power supply and a power supply turned down to four volts and in all honesty, the difference was so minimal, I couldn't hear a difference. But then Zvex yeah. themselves commented on the video saying, use a, not a, because I've been using these Duracell alkaline batteries. Mm -hmm. And they said, use a zinc battery. So I'm going to do another video where I'm going to compare a full zinc battery versus an alkaline battery versus a power supply <laughs> <laughs> versus an empty alkaline battery, empty zinc battery, and a down to four volt power supply thing to see if there's really any difference. Because I mean, mm. there's some people that go really 
you know, like I remember watching, I think, is it was it Eric Johnson? I think I remember watching an Eric Johnson, Rick Rundown. And I mean, maybe with all the vintage fuzz faces, it maybe doesn't makes a difference. But I remember he had like maybe two or three fuzz faces on his pedal board. Yeah. And the, the guitar tech said he, he puts the batteries, I think, in something, some special thing that drains some of the power out of it so they're not full. And he only uses a certain type of batteries um, because they will only they will work. And I mean, I don't know, to me, I maybe think, in a studio situation, maybe, but live, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, if, if you're hanging out to watch the video on the, like different types of battery comparison. Maybe you need a girlfriend. <laughs> well, I have a wife, so you know. But, um, <laughs> but uh, close, close enough. But um, um, no, I just, I just thought maybe it'd be an interesting video. Maybe just be an interesting video doing a um, zinc yeah. versus alkaline versus power supply. Because in all honesty, would actually be interesting. <laughs> in all honesty, to me, um, because I mean, I could totally understand it if it changes the feel. Mm. I could totally understand it. But to me, the feel was exactly the same with yeah. all of them. Uh, it did maybe ever so slightly. And to me, the, the one where it really was uh, most apparent was the Fuzz Factory, uh, which so, and someone else commented as well, because one of the th knobs on it um, is actually meant to, uh, on the Fuzz Factory, is meant to replicate a starving battery thing. Um, one of the five knobs, I think maybe the stab knob, or one of them is meant to emulate, you know, a battery, or, or it's basically like a like starving the the fuzz of power. Um, but uh, to me, the only difference I, I could hear was in the fuzz factory, and it was really that because um, it's a, quite a gated fuzz, or the setting I had it on was quite gated on the fuzz factory, and the the it really was on the the sustain of the note, the tail end of the note, the the how the gate reacted. That was to me the main difference. But yeah. other than that, I mean there was maybe a slight tonal variation as well, but so slight that it really I honestly don't think that if I would come into the room, play it with the battery, go out of the room, or, you know, someone plugs it in for me and either puts, puts a battery in it or puts a power supply in it. And if I wouldn't know which one is which, I wouldn't know which one is which and I wouldn't prefer one over the other. It would, And I don't think if you give it, you know, if you do one and then have a five-minute break and come back and do the other, I don't think you would really even remember that there was a difference. It's only if you put one next to the other that you could really notice that there was a slight difference. But it was so small that it didn't make a difference to me. Like, yeah, I well. would not bother personally, um, yeah. you know, and especially with batteries, if you have a, a, and I know they drain very little, they use very little battery, so you can leave it plugged in and it doesn't make a difference. But I know it would be one of those things where with gigs, I would rock up to a gig, plug stuff in and the battery would be completely drained and I'd have to change it and you unscrew the bottom of it and it, it's just too much work. I just like it's it's plugged into the power. It always works. Done. Yeah, totally. Uh, unfortunately, like I've, I've said this to a few people and they've talked to me about like, oh, my pedal's gone buzzy and stuff. I'm like, do you have a good power supply? And they're like, no, I've got this little wall wart thing with daisy chain 17 pedals off it. Yeah, well, that makes yeah. Uh, there you go. There's your problem. <laughs> There's your problem. <laughs> but the thing is, a good power supply isn't a cool, sexy purchase. It's not like a 
you know, a sweet wah with polka dots on it, like you know, <laughs> something like really cool looking thing. But it's, if you buy the cool shiny blue Strymon power supplies, they're sexy, man. Kind of, but they still sit under your board or whatever. And yeah. They just function. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's going to make all your cool pedals sound cool and be cool and quiet and sound nice. Yeah. But yeah, it's one of those things you only notice it when it's not there. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah. yeah, you kind of have to commit face up, buy a decent power supply, do it once, it'll last you forever. But yeah. doing that makes all your headaches go away, get a good yeah. isolated one. There's a bunch of them out there. People yeah, make tons them. of them. Tons of them. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I, maybe, yeah, maybe if you had this, like the very first handmade fuzz from 19 Dickity 2 that only sounded awesome on batteries in your studio, that's a different thing. But for yeah, yeah. doing gigs. But why would you want to use that live? Uh, I was actually yeah. talking to um, uh, a friend, Aaron, um, and because he's got a bunch of old fuzz faces. Mm. Um, and a bunch of, the, and I said to him, "We need to borrow you and your pedals and your amps, and you need to come to Alex's and do some videos with us." And he said, "Anytime, man." So maybe we should do a, a thing with him. Maybe we should sure. do a blindfold thing with him and one of his fuzz faces, and do it yeah, with yeah. a battery, a zinc battery, an alkaline battery, and a power supply, and see if he notices a difference. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Put Aaron. your money where your mouth is, Aaron. If that's really your name, I think it's not Baron von Guitar Man as it is currently on it's Facebook. It's definitely not Baron von Guitar Man. <laughs> if you really are a Baron, I don't think he's a Baron. But he's not a Baron von Guitar Man for sure. That's there. No. Um, yeah. Um, so that's that. That's that. I thought it was funny anyway. And I just thought it was an interesting video. For me, it was interesting to do. I don't know if it's interesting to watch, but. <laughs> um, I just played the same riff um, yep. four times, you know, for each pedal, and and um, the the difference was so minute that it yeah. really just made no made no sense in doing it. Um, all right, just quickly. So, uh, I mean, we've done other things too, but um, just quickly, things that are coming up. So, um, stay tuned for more for that Cos cosmic critter um, pedal. Um, We've also got more um, native instrument stuff. There'll be a sort of full review of Guitar Rig 6 coming up, um, which is interesting because a lot of people, there's very mixed opinions on it. And mm. I was almost a little bit disappointed um, when I tried it first. And I mean, literally the video I put up, uh, it literally is my first time trying it out. So um, I'm a bit of a fanboy when it comes to native instruments. I was very excited about uh, getting... Um, complete 13 ultimate not just ultimate but ultimate collector's edition even wow. though i don't know what the collector's edition is but um wow. i didn't get the hardware copy i just got a download but um i got that off the awesome people <laughs> at um the native instruments mick mick thank mm. you so much if you're listening by any chance mick from native instruments um and I, I think maybe i sort of hyped it up a little bit internally the whole guitar rig six, six thing but I don't know. I was hoping, maybe hoping for a little bit more, but I don't know. I've only had a quick look at it, uh, so there'll be more coming up with that anyway. Uh, there's also, excitingly, um, there's uh, some more kink pedal stuff on the way to us. Mm -hmm. There is, um, oh, next week there should be a, um, an Omnis uh, by Fano Guitars arriving, which is going to be very exciting. That's already on its way too. I've got the FedEx... Um, tracking thing already. So apparently Tuesday it's arriving. Um, we'll, we'll find out next Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. Um, 
Also, today I got an email from Chris at uh, Rocket, uh, J Rocket Audio. So he's sending a bunch of pedals to us. They are uh, just about cool. on their way now as well. Yeah. Um, I also got an email from Michelle at Arturia. Uh, and there's going to be some, uh, we're getting some Arturia licenses for some. Um, effects which uh i think they just released a bunch of effects um i think they released which i'm very interested to try out and actually very interested to a b with the boss pedal i've got they released um a dimension c all right um arturia yeah so they released um hang on let me just quickly check um because we're getting we're getting those uh they released the effects collection I just got to scroll through the thing. Well, one of them is a Dimension C anyway, which and knowing Arturia, it'll be really good because the Arturia stuff is great. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. They released... Oh, here it is. So they released uh, um, uh, Chorus Dimension D. They released a uh, Bytron Phaser, so the, the, the Mutron um, Bytron oh, Phaser. Cool, cool, and yeah. they released a Flanger, which is based on... Uh, it looks like a Rockman kind of thing. Is it a Rockman thing? Rockman. Yeah, right. Like the way it looks, yeah, you cool. know, like Rockman. Um, that sort of blue, blue and black. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't say what it's based on, but I think it, it looks like an old, I think it's meant to be like an old 80s studio flanger thing. And to mm -hmm. me, it has that kind of Rockman look, but of course, uh, way more, you know, in depth, like uh, like all the interior stuff, where you can, it's you know, you have the basically the old look um, front, but then you have the extra panel, like with the delays as well. So we're getting that, and I think we're getting the reverbs as well, which is a plate reverb, um, a spring reverb, and then uh, intensity reverb, which is like their own kind of version of it. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to that and doing some videos with that, and yeah, really looking forward to comparing the. Um, because I've become a bit of a fan of the Dimension D, C, whatever it is, the um, the mm. Boss Roland ABC. Dimension uh, rack mount thing, and the pedal. I really like it actually for, especially for synths and stuff. But if the mm. plugin works really well, that you know that would be really cool. I'm 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 really looking forward to it. So I reckon there'll definitely be a comparison between the Boss pedal and the Arturia thing, and I know we we know two people that have one of the actual racks, um, Brad yeah. and Chris Palmer down in Brisbane. Did you see um, Chris's photo that he was posting? Mm. Uh, he was talking about um, putting together a rig where his main pedal board is being redone. I think. Okay. And he, he was. Did you see that picture? He was putting together like a rig uh, in the meantime rig. No, I didn't see it. And well, it had this. Part of it was the the boss dimension rack and stuff. It, it it looked way more complex and complicated to lug that around. But I mean, anyway, <laughs> he wants to do it. Um, <laughs> so uh, it, it yeah, it looked interesting. His his uh, interim rig or whatever he called it. Um, right. Okay. Cool. But yeah, so it'd be interesting to compare the. Um, maybe we can get because uh, I mean, Chris is in Brisbane, which could be a little bit more difficult to get to and back. But maybe we can talk to Brad if he's around because he's local. Mm. Uh, even do a shootout with uh, the the Waza dimension, the actual dimension, and maybe the Arturia dimension, just to see you know the difference. Sure, be cool. Get yeah, eighties and stuff. Yeah, I really like it for uh, synths. You know, you 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 mm. put any kind of synth through it, and it just makes it 
three dimensional. I, I'm, I'm really, I was really impressed with it. It was one of those pedals when Boss re-released it. Um, it was just one of those like, nah, I don't know, chorus, yeah, another chorus, excellent. But when you actually plug it in and play it, and you have a, you know, good, good stereo, or, you know, or good speakers or headphones and stuff, and listen to it, it just makes everything three dimensional. It's, I, I was really impressed with it. Yeah, it's, it's not really chorus, so this like width type effect, it's a width effect as well and yeah. um yeah it's been used obviously this you can obviously p people know about it but it's been used for everything yeah specifically backing vocals and synths and guitar withening stuff and parallel and drum buses yeah. and all sorts of things so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A pretty cool studio tool. Yeah, and it's uh, depending d depending on the outcome on this and how the the Arturia Dimension um, copy kind of plug-in sounds, I may or may mm. not give um, Roland Boss the <laughs> the there was a version back, but we'll see. Depends on how sure. the plugin works, because um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's coming up. But uh, we, I mean, we've been talking about that for a while. What I've really been wanting to talk about because this is our one hundredth episode. Um, first of all, uh, and which again, I should have really said at the start of the show, but I'll say it now, whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to this podcast, uh, take a photo of it, uh, email it to us, superfunawesomehappytime at gmail.com or go to Facebook or Instagram. There's links to all that below in the link tree link, um, and, and messages to us, uh, just so we know. Uh, and I should give a quick shout out to Stefan. Hang on, I had his email up before, but uh, then I didn't have it up again now. Uh, Stefan Stefan Weber uh, from Germany, who is uh, Stewie Co. On you know, like he leaves lots of comments and stuff on on mm. Instagram and stuff. Stewie Co. Um, yeah, from Germany, and he he <laughs> Batman made me do it. <laughs> he wrote us an email, and he <laughs> sent us a photo of his shoes. Um, and saying cheers and happy 100th episode. Uh, if and he he said what we should do is we should do a, a live stream and bake a guitar shaped cake with a special 100 icing. Um, yes, that sounds tasty. <laughs> I guess a single cut would be a good option, but any offset shape would be a challenge, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we didn't go quite that far. Um, but yes, yeah, so thank up. you very much. Uh, thank you very much for sending the, 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 the photo through. And also just a shout out to the usual people. Um, and the people that have been around, you know, for this podcast since the start, pretty much. Guys like Ram Jorn, Hugh Roberts, uh, Frank Johnson, Patrick Payne, um, Andrew Bimson as well. He sent a photo of his um, 94, 1994, 95, Patrick Eggle, New York. Um, which I always wanted in New York. I've got a Berlin, Patrick Eggle Berlin, and I always wanted in New York. Um, mm. Then also uh, guys like Matt Wakeling, you know, big thank you for, for all the support and everything. And thank you for the shout-out too. If you listen to Matt's um, The Guitar Speak podcast, if you listen to his latest, uh, one of his latest episodes with um, Andrew from Mostronics, um, they're giving a bit of a shout-out to us in there as well. So big thank you to that, uh, Matt. But... Um, so after that, what I wanted to talk about now, because we've been doing this for quite a while now, and actually the, the YouTube channel in August was five years old as well. Um, even though, I mean, if you can call it taking it seriously, but we haven't really been taking it sort of serious. It's probably more ever. like two years now that we've actually been taking it serious. But yeah, I mean, ever, but yeah. <laughs> more seriously. It's probably been about two years now. Um, so let's say in these five years and maybe four, three to four years of podcasting, 
three years maybe of podcasting. Um, hmm. Has any of That's this, awesome. has any of this actually taught you anything, Alex, or have you learned anything new at all uh, <laughs> in terms of gear-related, <laughs> music-related stuff, or has this done anything um, to it, it make your life better, um, <laughs> better? over these oh, years? No, no, no. That's sort of what I just wanted to see. Has this actually done anything to us musically um, and and our views of things? I think probably one of the things that has come up is are pedals worth the hype on the internet? Um, kind of came up with um, with the, the clon shootout with uh, Craig bringing in his original clon. Yeah. And we did the massive clon shootout, which is a bit ridiculous. And there was, um, oh, it was very ridiculous. 17, 18, or whatever it was. And yeah. um, uh, one thing, yeah, it's like they're $3,000, but if they weren't $3,000, it's still definitely the best overdrive out of the whole shootout. There's just something magical about that weird combination of odd value components and that design and just has this thing about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. definitely, yeah, still definitely worth, uh, I don't know if it's worth the money, but it's the the best of those clones because everyone's trying to replicate it or do something, but it's there's still something about it yeah. that that's the reason it's so revered. And it's become a collector's item and all that kind of stuff. And John Mayer. Um, would I ever buy one? Probably not. But they're very nice. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, again, our friend Aaron, he's got two now, doesn't he? He's got a silver one and a gold one. Because <laughs> yeah, he's but crazy. He, <laughs> but he, he's a bit ridiculous. And <laughs> He's crazy. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was interesting. And um, uh, what else? On the spot. Hmm. I know. I, 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 I wanted to. Put you on the spot because I, I just thought you know, um, I thought yeah just you know I just thought about it the other day. I thought what can we do for the hundredth episode? And I thought should we have special guests? And then I thought um, yeah I don't know. And it's too difficult being in Australia to hook up special guests because then the, the hours are always weird. Um, and um, you know and, and trying to schedule it in around my schedule and your schedule and their schedule and it's just too difficult. And yeah, so I thought. Uh, we should, you know, is there anything that we can take that we've taken out of these last sort of five years of doing this crap um, <laughs> um, that we actually sort of got out of it and learned out of it? And, and but yeah, I mean, the, the hype thing is definitely for me one thing that I think yeah. a lot of things get overhyped and a lot of people think they want it and need it and must have it. But in the end, it's just been hyped <laughs> you know mm, and you don't totally. necessarily need it and, and i think for me this year has been more than any other year it, uh, looking at stuff i already have old stuff that i've had and i loved you know 10 years ago but i hadn't used because i fell into now into this world of you know which is fantastic and i'm not complaining about it for one second but where people send us stuff you know we have uh, Australian builders, we have, you know, Jay Rocket sending us a bunch of pedals now. We have, you know, um, Chase Bliss sending us pedals. You know, th we're sort of now the lucky people who receive a lot of this stuff. But I think more than any other year this year uh, was the year for me to kind of realize maybe some of the old stuff I have that I loved 10 years ago is actually just as good as any of these new stuff now. 
and maybe I don't necessarily even need any of this new stuff now. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, that's sort of been, like, like the rat, for example, that was a prime example. Yeah. And that was because uh, um, Mark from Kink Pedal sent us that, The Russian Plague. And I played it and I went, oh, that sounds so good, that, um, that uh, uh, the, the rat side. And then yeah. I plugged my old rat in and I, I never even really, I had it, you know, for a while and I sort of opened it up. I didn't even know that it was a woodcutter rat and it is a woodcutter rat, which is sort of revered. And um, uh, it just made me realize how good the old rat is. And then I plugged in some of the other rat pedals I have and went, oh, that's really cool. You know, I really like him. And 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 same with, um, you know, governor style pedals and then plugging in the actual old governor. And, you know, it, it's... And you go, they're really good pedals. Um, a lot of this other stuff that sort of it's based on it, and it's not necessarily any better, but it's new and hyped. And and so I think that's what I've learned more than anything else is look at what you have and what you've had for ages and what you liked 10, 15 years ago, because maybe it's actually still really, really good. But yeah, yes and no, it's probably only going to be really good because you loved it in the first place and there's a reason you never sold it. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's always a sound you liked. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, oh, and I'm not saying that all new stuff is crap. I'm just saying there's a lot no. of great new stuff. Uh, and not all old stuff is great either. It's just no, no, no. Whatever worked no. for you is a, there's probably a reason why it's still kicking around in your in your yeah. room. But it's just yeah. the thing. It's 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 looking at you know my old rat, looking at like a Boss Super Overdrive, kind of re re liking it. Things like the old Boss metal pedals, you know, the Hyper Metal, the HM2. Um, I hadn't plugged them in for ages and I had them sitting around. Oh, just kick that. I had them sitting around for ages and I hadn't plugged them in for a long time. But sort of it, it, this year, like I said, more than any other year, it made me kind of want to plug old stuff in. And I mean, the whole DoD video thing, which I've been doing for more than a year now, but that sort of was part of it as well and collecting DoD pedals and stuff. But uh, I think I got a bit lost in the DoD only thing and I, I, I kind of um, missed it looking at a lot of the other stuff I had lying around. So... Um, but that to me, yeah, that uh, it, uh, to, I thought it sort of had a bit of an, an, an eye-opening year is maybe some of the kind of old crappy stuff that I think is old and crappy that has been lying around for ages is actually really cool. And yeah, so I've revisited a lot of old pedals and a lot of old guitars. Mm. Yeah, cool. Like it's it's probably a good thing to do a um, spring clean to so stuff you do love, you keep and re-fall in love with. And yeah. stuff you you realize you don't like and it's crap, get yeah. rid of it. And um, just because I really like gear to be used too, like especially guitars. If if I don't really have any sentimental attachment to the guitar, if it's not like a you know your first great first great electric guitar or it's a family member gave it to you or something, if it's there and it's not being used, get rid of it. You know, like. Unless it's like a collectible thing or something, I think things should be used. So, yeah, it's good to do a spring clean. Yeah, yeah. Because um, and pedals, less but also a little bit like that because they can be collectible and yeah, they don't take up any room. But if they're really not useful and you really don't dig them, get rid of them and get stuff you do like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. I, I think I'm gonna again. I, I did a little bit of a spring clean a little while ago, but I think I'm doing. I'm gonna do a little bit more again, getting rid yeah. of some pedals. I've been. I've been thinking about should I get rid of some guitars, but I just I can't think of which one I would get, want to get rid of. Sure. 
Yeah. Um, the one I've been trying to get rid of, which is my my Carvin Kiesel, the Strat style one, is the one that now I'm going to rebuild into a once. I don't know when they're finally going to arrive, but um, uh, I should talk to. Actually, funnily, funny because uh, Premier Guitar just did a rig rundown with Ken Susie, who's the guy my contact at Fishman. Mm-hmm. And he plays, what band does he play in? Um, it was just on, um, it was quite a heavy band. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I just sort of preview for it. But yeah, um, so yes, yeah, so, uh, now, now I know who the guy is. But yeah, um, uh, Ken Susie from, where is he? Uh, I'm just looking through the, Unearth. Ken Susie from Unearth. Oh. Um, and I guess... He's the, and he's a fisherman guy, so I guess he's the guy I'm talking to. I've been emailing. Um, so yeah, so uh, the one guitar I've actually tried to sell and no one wanted to buy is the one now. I've got a new uh, pickguard for it, um, and I'm going to put those pickups in it. And and yeah, and it looks like now also on top of it all, uh, instead of getting rid of guitars, because I don't know if I mentioned this on a podcast before, but I, I am actually getting one of those Baguli uh, aluminium necks. I think you mentioned you were looking at it, but yeah, I don't think I've talked about the order. Yeah, so there's one actually yeah. coming now. There's one actually been uh, been ordered and is is coming at some stage. Uh, and I was originally thinking of putting that onto the that carbon kiesel, and I may still do it if it fits. Uh, but if it doesn't fit, then um, I've already started talking also to David at Vander Guitars uh, to possibly him for him to make me a, a body. Uh, and then there'll be another guitar mm. build. So, uh, there's, plus there's another so, guitar. There's that um, Omnis by Fano coming on Tuesday. So yeah. yeah, I'm I'm gaining guitars, but maybe that's why I should get rid of more pedals um, <laughs> to make room for guitars. <laughs> yes, yes, to make room for guitars. I need to uh, yeah. get rid of a lot of pedals. <laughs> that's a lot of pedals for one guitar. But um, yeah, so um, but yeah, absolutely. So that that's that's anyway. That sort of I just wanted to briefly talk about that sort of what did we what are we getting out of it? And actually, the other thing I, sh- I just wanted to mention, I think probably the biggest part that I gained f- throughout this whole YouTube podcast thing is um, a. I mean, it it still totally spins me out. Like all those people I mentioned before, right? Um, hang on, where are they? Uh, you know, Matt Wakeling, who's a, 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 you know, he lives in Sydney and he does a podcast that I listen to, you know, and for he, us to sort of kind of, you know, almost become friends now and, and, and him shouting out, you know, say, uh, plugging us and his podcast. And, you know, I think, and, and guys like, you know, like Stefan Weber from, from Germany, you know, so there's people in Germany, Patrick Pine from, Payne from Seattle, you know, um, uh, Ram, I'm not sure, is he in, Connecticut somewhere, or I'm not a hundred. I've forgotten now exactly where Ram is, uh, or Hugh Roberts in in he's in Wales. Uh, you know, there's all these guys from all over the world that, for whatever reason, listen to this silly podcast and watch. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it just spins me out that there's still um, after five years, it still spins me out that there's people around the world who kind of like what we do. Or you know, Choi Choi DH uh, who comments on a lot of our videos is, is in Korea. You know, so there's. There's people all over the world, um, Deliverance, um, who now uh, he, he actually go and follow his YouTube channel. He does some really cool sort of improvisational um, pieces that he puts up. Um, I'll put a link in the description below. He's in France, I believe. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's just, that's one of the things that, that it just, 
it, it spins me out, but it also makes me just feel awesome that there's people all around the world listening to this crap. Or not crap, but, you know, <laughs> listen to us talk <laughs> for whatever reason and watch <laughs> our videos. And, and the other thing is uh, all the other YouTubers that we've befriended, you know, over, uh, along this time, you know, and uh, people that before we started making these videos that I was, that we both were fans of, you know, Mm. Guys yeah, like cool. um, Sixty Psycho Hum and um, Henning, especially more than anyone else, probably Henning and uh, Eric from Living Room uh, Gear Dem- Demos, and uh, and now, you know since that, you know guys like Mike, uh, who you met as well, um, yeah, um, you know just a bunch of really really awesome people, um, you know, and things like uh, you know uh, uh, um, another guy who I really like his videos, and he's sort of a younger dude, um, Dip Switch Demos. If anyone out there, if you get a chance, go and check out his channel. Because I think Jackson, uh, I think he's really, really good. And, you know, he did a live stream for, for the first time the other day. And I never met the guy, never never really talked to him before. But, um, you know, I went on, I uh, saw so he was live and I went on his live stream and I said, hello. And he goes, ah, oh, is that Gabor from the Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show? And it's just, you know, just some someone I've never met before. Uh, you know, they know us. It's just bizarre yeah. <laughs> to think that there's... People around the world who, who listen to this and watch our videos and they kind of know us and it's just, yeah, it, it's, it, but you know, so that to me was probably the biggest thing. Um, and getting to know these builders, you know, getting, um, you know, um, um, all these builders from around Australia and from around the world um, emailing us and talking to us and, and I just think it's really cool and it's a really cool community to be part of. So that's for me. Uh, with the 100th episode, that's probably one of the biggest, biggest things, uh, not necessarily I've learned, but one of the biggest things for me, you know, that that, that happened mm, yep. uh, over the last five so, years that we've been doing this YouTube channel and whatever, three years or so, this podcast. Yeah. And that's probably the, the main thing with any kind of music endeavor is um, the people you meet along the way, like whether it's a yeah. band project, yeah. Yeah. Become great mates with because you have to tour and hang out in the van for 22 hours of the 24 hours a day. <laughs> or, uh, oh, and that's so much fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, for better or worse. And uh, yeah. this is kind of along the same lines where you meet people. And um, I had this moment in um, in LA when I went to um, the NAMM show this year. And I was checking out the um, Chase Bliss booth. And there's one of the guys who was working there. I was like, oh, is this the new. Because uh, when they just announced the. Um, uh, the big format pedals with the automatic faders. The aut- automatone? Is that what they're called? Automatone? Like yeah. yeah. I call them uh, possessed robot pedals <laughs> and uh, <laughs> ghost robot pedals. Ghost robot. And uh, yeah, one of the guys like, oh, hey, man, I like lucky show. I was like, Mate, what? <laughs> yeah. How this, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And um, um, just hanging and meeting people and chatting like, um, Andrew come up from Melbourne from uh, Molstronics. Yeah, mind you, yeah. it's a yeah, it's a horrible place, horrible place to visit here on the beach. But you know, I think he survived. <laughs> and he uh, may have just survived. Yes, <laughs> yeah. um, working holiday. But uh, yeah, just of meeting and chatting, geeking out with um, builders or other guitarists. Like we've had um, a few people guests on, and like Jack and Chris and all those dudes and um, Aaron. So it's sort of. Become this excuse to geek out with your mates as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's you know, and, and uh, just recently, um, um, uh, I was on the. This is a couple of months ago now, but uh, the Sixty Cycle Hum guys always do this thing where 
um, after they finish, they, they film their podcast, uh, they, they live stream when they record their podcast on YouTube. And afterwards, they kind of do a hangout where they invite, for a little while, they just invited people, um, you know, they invited other people, other YouTubers and stuff on. But now I think anyone can pretty much go. I think if you're part of their um, 60 Cycle Hum, the, the, the group on Facebook, they post a link and you can just go up and chat to them. Um, but yeah, so I went a couple of months ago. I went on one of them and and um, sort of virtually met, met Mike. I think his name is Mike Adams. Uh, he's got the YouTube channel Pusheen um, and Instagram handle as well. And you know, we started chatting and stuff, and we, we're into very similar types of. Um, you know, we love the offsets and similar types of music and similar types of effects and. And it turns out, I didn't know that, but he, he wrote a lot of articles and he worked for a lot of um, magazines. And uh, 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 one of the articles that I've been geeking out ever since it was released uh, was in, um, you know, I've got, again, this is, no one no one can see this, but I've got it here, is the fretboard, fretboard journal. And he did an article with uh, Nels Klein, where he actually went to Nels Klein's house, I think in New York, and they went through his guitar collection and looked at all that sort of stuff. And that was him, you know. So that's a, this is a magazine I bought. And it was quite expensive because these fretboard journals, they're, um, they're not in, um, they're not in um, uh, like outlets. You can, can't buy them at a newsagent or something. They're, you have to order it. And they're quite thick books and they're quite, uh, they're really well, like they look beautifully done. And uh, I think they also, they don't do advertising. So the prices are a bit higher. Uh, and to ship it to Australia, it, it cost a lot. It took forever, but it's just one of those. I bought it and it, you know spent a lot of money, waited a long time because I wanted to see this interview with Nels Klein and all the photos of Nels Klein's gear and stuff. And turns out Mike was the guy who did that, and just such a small world, and just to befriend the dude, you know, just such a spin out again as well. Just hmm. and through other YouTubers that I know, I befriend this guy who did this article that I've been geeking out over for years since I've had that magazine and. And he's the guy who wrote the article. So yeah, it's just that's kind of cool. It's just um, it's yeah. it's a really cool thing to be part of. It's very cool, hey. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and I'll, I'll stop yapping on about it now. But it's a um, bit of a side thing. But um, speaking of guitarists on YouTube, yeah, um, this guy Graham Nancaro, who's a country singer in the states, he um he was out here. He's he's done a couple of little tours in Australia, and I played it on the same festival as him one time uh, a few years ago now. And he, um, we got up and jammed and did a few songs in their set and we drank beers after and hung oh. out. Uh, really cool dude. And um, so anyway, he's put together a band in the States and they've just released a song called Weed in the White House. Okay. And it's about, you know, if, you, if yes. the White House had a bit of weed, it'd, it'd actually have world peace and this kind of stuff. And um, and do you know who, who's playing? Oh, jeez, just drop something. And guess who's playing guitar in the band? Uh... Johnny Ramone. Close. It's John. It's John Bollinger. Oh, from, okay. From, from Premier, Premier Guitar. Premier Guitar. Yeah. And uh, yeah, is like outlaw country kind of stuff, and they're um, really cool, cool kind of country dudes. And yeah, he's playing mandolin and guitar and stuff in the band. And they've got one clip oh, on cool. YouTube, I think, so far. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you shoot me a link, and I'll see if I can put it into the show notes. Um, as sure. Well. Um, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's a small world. That's a, that's a funny thing. It is a small world, and and yeah. um, um, 
You know, because I, I, I remember Rick Rick Hollis also talking. Um, and everyone again, go and check out Rick Hollis's YouTube channel because he does some awesome interviews. And um, he was because he he uh, records and produces albums, and he was recording and producing an album for a friend of his who's a country artist, and um, uh, she wanted him to play lead guitar on it as well, or play guitar, you know, lead guitar stuff on it. And he go, and I goes, no, no, if you want country go and get the best guys, you know, and he oh. ended up somehow um, getting onto Sean Tubbs and Sean Tubbs played <laughs> guitar oh, cool. and he said the stuff was just mind-blowingly good yeah, yeah, and actually quite cheap. He didn't even charge that much, he said. It was sort of, you know, not even that expensive, but yeah. you get this mind-blowingly good guitar playing and, you know, and, and then he goes, oh, it's so a Sean Tubbs. Ah, oh, so that's the Sean Tubbs from the, the YouTube channel <laughs> and it's a, it's just this small world <laughs> sort of... Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, he's a fantastic guitar player, oh, that dude. I, I always, I always laugh when I watch his videos because he's so hard on himself. Yep. Um, he's so always. Oh, well, that was crap, Sean. You know. Um, <laughs> but it's just he's just so good, and it's just amazing to see that someone so good being so hard on himself. <laughs> it's, but I guess that's how you get good by being really hard at yourself and and yeah. you know pushing yourself. But yeah, he's an amazing player, amazing guitar player. Yeah, that's a um, really cool thing to do. I've done it once or twice with um, with country projects. If you want, not even country stuff, just to do anything pop mainstream. If you want hot gun session players, yeah, find someone in Nashville because they, they all do um, like hundred dollar sessions from the house, like in the morning. Yeah, play for hundred bucks or whatever it is for um, on your tune. Email it back before lunchtime, and you sorted. Yeah, and you have. Someone who's really, yeah. really, really good. And then they got uh, Taylor Swift ses session in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> they do your crappy That's, song in the morning yeah. <laughs> and do Taylor Swift in the or Katie Underwood. Because he used to tour with Katie Underwood, I think. Right. He was Katie Underwood's, um, um, like one of his her main guitarists, I think. Mm. So, you know, he did some high-profile stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're all guns. They're all real guns, yeah. Or guys like RJ, you know, and because I mean that's the other thing, you know, meeting RJ at uh, you, you know because you put me onto RJ on uh, Ronquillo on um, mm. back when he did that touring guitarist thing, yep. and he was you know the it was great the videos he did it, but it was just some sort of small sort of country pop act in America, and then um, you know I got to meet him last year at Forty Two Gear Street, and then you know we're sort of chatting, and it turns out yeah, so he played on a. On a Carlos Santana album, and he played on, he played at a live TV show with Stevie Wonder, and yeah. uh, <laughs> it's like wow, okay, okay, well, hang, hang Didn't, on there, hang on there. Wasn't so he in he, Ricky Martin's band or something? He played in Ricky Martin's touring band, yeah, in his like yeah. Ricky Martin's heyday as well, like in the you know the big days. And there's mm. actually you can watch some if you go to YouTube and you look at some concerts, you can see a, a young um, uh, RJ um, on lead guitar there. Uh, or one of the guitars. I think there's two or three guitarists in the band, but um, yeah, probably I, you could spot. I could spot the very young RJ there, and um, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's uh, you know you meet all these guys, and it's just it blows your mind what they've done uh, and achieved, you know. And uh, but anyway, um, very quickly because it's going to be a long podcast, but it's our 100th episode, so we can go a bit long. So uh, Eddie Van Halen, hey, he died sadly um, yesterday. I think it might have been yesterday, yeah. Yesterday. Well, I mean, a couple of days ago by the time you listen to this podcast. But um, I have to, before we even start, I have to totally, uh, just totally honestly, I've never, ever gotten into Van Halen. 
I totally appreciate what he did and how he influenced yeah. a lot of people, but I never got into Van Halen, so I'm not someone to talk. But have you had much Van Halen love in your life? Not fanatical kind of fan, fan like some people. Um, yeah, a few songs and a f- um, watched a few. I got into watching some f- interviews with him for a little while. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, not one of those sort of diehard fans. Yeah. yeah, I mean he, the, the stuff he's done. Because I mean, didn't he basically? He started sort of doing the the, the waxing um, pickups and stuff to get them not to be microphonic and stuff. Wasn't he like one of the first guys to do that? Possibly. And I'm and sure. I mean, you know, doing the his Frankenstein Strat. You know, I think yeah. he was possibly one of the first guys to put a humbucker into a Strat, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. That and maybe you know, sounds right. And and um, so, I mean, he did a lot. For and, and, and I mean, stylistically, um, uh, mm. he influenced a lot of guys. I mean, I'd say even guys like Steve Vai and and oh, um, such and stuff. They would have been heavily influenced by him. So um, definitely, um, and I mean, also amplifiers because I know I saw a thing. Dave Friedman um, wrote a big thing because I think they've known each other quite, for quite a long time. And mm. um, you know the stuff he did. Um, for guitar generally, like guitars and amplifiers. I mean, uh, I, I don't think probably other other than him, maybe only Les Paul, like the actual guy Les Paul, did probably quite as much for innovation in the world of world of guitar as a you know as a as a virtuoso player themselves uh, who did that much innovation um, gear wise in music. So uh, yeah, very sad to, to, to hear him passing away. Like I said, I've. I'm probably not the best guy to talk about that kind of stuff because I've, other than you know the odd songs here and there, I was never really into Van Halen. So it's sort of that was kind of one of the things that kind of always bypassed me in in that that in those days in the in the, um, well, I mean their heyday was the '80s. I was uh, I was listening to, I don't know, rock set. <laughs> uh, <right. laughs> um, Did you have then, the look? I had to look, and then you know, like, oh, yeah. and, and you know, I listened to a lot. Uh, my favorite band, and one of the only music I listened to for a long, long time was an Austrian sort of comedy because I grew up in Austria. Austrian sort of comedy band uh, called the Erste Allgemeine Verunsicherung, uh, and I listened to that kind of stuff. That was sort of the eighties. And Falco, I was a big yeah, fan I, of Falco. I had them on record. Um, and and um, uh, then come the nineties, I became the grunge guy, you know. So uh, that that uh, grunge and sort of post punk kind of thing, that sort of. Um, uh, uh, was my kind of thing, and that whole kind of hair metal and and '80s stadium rock kind of stuff. I was never really into that, you know. So it yeah. kind of bypassed me. But I mean, I'm aware of it, and and always sad when someone. I mean, it's always sad when someone passes uh, away, sadly. But uh, especially someone who probably was quite influential in a lot of ways. Mm, absolutely. It just seemed like he's a. From what I gather, it's a bit of like a tinkerer and inventor as well, like um, just tweaking guitars and building stuff to get the sound that's in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of fun. Like it's almost like Brian May kind of approach of building your own guitar and like that was probably more through necessity with uh, when they didn't have dollars as a kid. But that kind of, uh, you know, sort of bloke in the shed being inventors, like like uh, Andrew from Oxtronics comes across like that. You know, they, yeah, they like like inventing and tweaking and yeah, yeah, it's fun for sure. Yeah. 
Anyway, so mm. uh, enough of that. Uh, so thank you very much to everyone for listening um, to episode 100 and everyone who's sort of supported this podcast and YouTube channel. Um, yeah, 100 episodes, kind of crazy uh, that, that we do all this stuff, but for whatever reason, we keep doing it. <laughs> I don't know why, but there's a new podcast almost every two weeks um, and a new video every second day. So... Uh, yeah, thank you to everyone for, for listening and supporting us. And um, uh, here's for another 100 episodes, I guess. Um, wow. Another which, couple of years. Uh, well, if we, if we actually do them every, every we uh, two weeks, it's yeah, it's about two years and we'll, we'll yeah. be on to number. Because, I mean, the podcast started off very, very irregularly. And again, I think it's only really been in the last year or two that we've done it sort of a bit more... Um, more uh or not even the last year or two probably even the last year or so that we've done it more consistently um mm. so yeah. yeah so anyway uh that's fun thanks alex it's been real yeah totally man and <laughs> uh uh yeah and thanks everyone like hanging said, out yeah we'll, thanks for hanging out and like i said take a photo of whatever if you oh and we got to do the the the, the word thing at the end um, yes, <laughs> it's funny. How, yeah, there's so many little messages I get uh, where it says Alex is wrong because <laughs> I think that was one <laughs> of the things I said. I said once, and some of them say Alex is still wrong. Um, but <laughs> let's do Alex is always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the word. That's the word for today. What about one for Eddie? One for Eddie. Okay. Um, uh, uh, what about Eddie rules? Eddie rules. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's write Eddie rules. Um, Leave on if, a rock and roll note. Oh, and if you want, you can still do right. <laughs> Alex is always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if you can combine them somehow. Yes. Extra points. Alex is always points. wrong, but Eddie ruled. Yeah. Gold yeah. stars to you. There you go. Um, uh, and we'll you know you'll get a cookie again. You get a cookie. Um, emoji from us yeah. um cookie emoji <laughs> well that's what i've been sending to everyone is the cookie emojis yeah. <laughs> um cool so thank you thank you once again everyone and uh see you in episode 101 catch you soon bye, bye.